0: I entitled today's message, Open for the Master's Use. Open for the Master's Use. And so you you see that here? And with that being said, I have an open sign here uh, that you see. uh, And uh, God wants us to be open for business for Him. Isn't that right? And and I think there's a lot of times that there, there are people, Christians, God's people, unfortunately, Instead of being open for business, they're closed. And so I want to talk about being open for the master's use. And where I got this from was 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. And so let's read it together. It says, But in a great house there is not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore... If anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master's use, prepared for every good work. Prepared for every good work. God wants us to be open. Notice if you go back, it says this, that we are to be a vessel prepared for every good work. God wants us to be ready for every good work. And so as I was preparing this, I was thinking there's a lot of people that are closed to the king in the kingdom. And God doesn't want us to be closed. He wants us to be open, prepared for everything, everything that he wants. He wants to be able, because we're open, he wants to be able to come knocking on our door and say, Hey, I need you and us be open and ready to to, uh, accommodate him. And so my question this morning is, are we open or are we closed? Are we open to the Master? Are we open to His His use? And and if not, why not? And so let's ask some questions. And and because we really want to be used by God, I believe. And uh, and so I want to talk about some some thoughts and give you some thoughts this morning. If you're following along with the notes, you can do that. They're in your worship guide. And and if you want to keep those notes, uh, there's some. Uh, free notebooks that we have at the Welcome Center that you can keep those so that you can go back and refer to them and, and just uh, uh, go back and, and study them out. And so let me just give you the first thought. First of all, as I look at this this scripture, Paul talking to a, a young minister, and he said this, he says that, I want you to be prepared for every good work. I want you to be a vessel of honor, prepared, ready for for God's good work. Uh, There's there's the thought that I had, and it was this, is that every follower of Jesus has the potential to make a life-giving difference. Every, every, every follower of Jesus Christ. That means you and I, no matter what age we are, we have the potential. Now, potential doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It's just that we have the potential to make a life-giving difference with our lives. How many of you believe that? And so we need to to understand that. We need to believe that. Now, the Bible tells us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The Bible says that we're a treasure. And I believe that there's there's some reasons why people are closed instead of open to being used by God. Why it is that they're closed? And, and we may not even recognize that we're closed, but many of us may, may be closed. And, and why is it that we're closed? And, and I got to thinking about this. I, I think that the reason is is because some people don't think that they're that important. that they're not important. I, probably because they've, they've been passed around, They've been trampled on, they've been used, they've been spent, Kind of like this $20 bill that's been passed around, that's been spent, that's been used, that's probably been trampled on, at least now. And so that many people look at our lives, and we don't value our lives. We don't think that we have any value simply because of all these things that I've described right now. And we look at our lives and we think, how can we be open for God's use when I see that I have no value? Can I tell you, just because you've been passed around, you've been trampled on, you've been used, you've been crumbled up from time to time, people have uh, spent you on the wrong things, doesn't mean that you're any less valuable when you first started out as a baby than you are now. This $20 is still valued at $20. Even though it's been passed around, even though it's been trampled on, even though it's been spent, it's still worth $20. Isn't that right? Some of you, you need to change the way that you look at yourself and you need to start treasuring yourself as being someone valuable that God wants to use in a very mighty, powerful way, making a life-giving difference in the lives of others. There's other reasons, I believe, why people do not Uh, why they're closed instead of open. I believe that there's probably a number of different reasons. I think one of the things is that people just don't see the greatness that they have. The greatness. I, I believe that everyone, we're all made in God's image. Then if we are, then how many of you believe that God is great? We sing about the greatness of God. We believe that God is great. Then if we're made in the image of God, wouldn't it stand to reason that you and I have some greatness in us? Psalm 71, 21 says that he wants to increase the greatness in us and comfort us on every side. He wants to increase that greatness. You and I have greatness in us. Here's the problem with greatness. It's not always recognized. It has to be discovered. You know, I say this about, uh, I, I say this, and you, if you've been around here, you've heard me say it that uh, it, when God created the heavens and the earth, when he created here everything here on this earth, he created everything that we're enjoying today, the seats that we're sitting in. He He created the cars that we drove here in. He created, uh, you know, the airplanes that we shoot across the world in. He, he created it all, the air conditioners that we're enjoying today. Aren't you glad for air conditioning, right? He created it. But do you know and, and it was all here during after creation. Do you know it was here? It just had to be discovered. Once it was discovered, it had to be developed. Then you're able to do something with it. In the same way with you and I, the reason the reason that many of us are not doing anything great with our life, we just haven't discovered it yet. You got to get into that place of discovery. One of the things that we do is we try to help you to discover your greatness. We do that through our growth track. We do that through a variety of different means that we have here in our church. We help you to discover it, not only discover it, but to develop it. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't start out uh, preaching the way I preach today. You know, I, as a matter of fact, when I started out, I, it was pretty poor. It was pretty nasty. It was pretty bad. I, I, my pastor, I remember my first pastor, he came and listened to me speak one time. And he says, have you ever listened to yourself? And I said, no, I have never listened to myself. He says, next time, record yourself, listen to yourself. And, 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 I, and that's all he said. And so I did it. I recorded myself, and I listened partially to myself because I couldn't finish listening to myself. It was so bad. But you know what? I just kept on developing, developing. I sorried over a lot of people. You know what I mean? I, w- I did it until I got better and better, and thank God for people that was merciful that would sit there and listen to me, encourage me, and love on me, even even though I was pretty sorry. I sorryed all over them, and, and and so you know what? But I'd still I developed it until until God could take it and use it. And and, and I'm here to tell you today, you got greatness in you. You just got to discover it. You've got to develop it, and you've got to then do it. Amen. And so you. here's the point is that you have potential. You do. You have the potential to be used in a great way. You've got to open up. You've got to be open in order for you to be able to develop your potential in your life. You cannot be closed and, and, and see that potential be uh, 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 manifested in and through your life. The second thought that I wanted to bring to you this morning... is that uh, that every follower of Jesus has the responsibility to make a life-giving difference with their life. Not only do we have the potential, but we have the responsibility. I heard one preacher say it this way. You know what responsibility is? Responsibility is our response to the ability that he's given us. And it's called responsibility. Now, here's, here's a question that I asked as I was preparing this. Why is it? That some people don't take up that responsibility. Why are they closed to responsibility in being used for the master's use? Why is it that they're they're closed instead of open? And I got to thinking. I think I think that uh, one thought is this: is that some people don't see it as being their own responsibility. They don't see that they're responsible for making the church happen and making it impactful in our community. They don't see their lives being uh, responsible for the care of other people that are hurting or maybe lost or whatever. Some people just don't see that as being their responsibility. Here's my question. My question is, is, if you don't see yourself as responsible, why not? Why would God skip you and make me responsible, Lynn responsible, and others responsible, but what makes you so special that he would bypass you and not make you responsible? Come on, help a brother preach. I I told you it might be a little bit uncomfortable. It can can be a little painful, And, and here's the thing is that when we're closed to being used by God, when we're closed, when we shut down and we say, no, no way, I'm not taking responsibility, then we're saying that somehow I'm special. I don't have to do it. Leave that to everybody else. And that's just not right. God, if you're a believer, if you're a born-again believer, if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, You have a responsibility to be used by God and to do whatever the Master would have you do. And a lot of it's laid out in His Word. Most of it is laid out in His Word. Amen? Now, here's the thing about it. To me, the responsibility that I have today, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. I count it an honor. I count it a joy. I count it a privilege to be able to be here today and to share this moment with you. Matter of fact, I, I think, when I think about my time with you, if I'm not bringing something that's going to be impactful in your life, I feel like I'm stealing from you. I'm stealing something that that's the most precious thing that we have here on this earth, and that's called time. And so I always want to bring something that's going to help you. And I believe that today it's going to help you. And let me tell you something. When you walk this earth, don't steal from people. You need to bring something to them, and that something is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so this morning, every believer has a responsibility. Now, as I was preparing this, there's just a few thoughts I'm going to give you in in closing today. And that's this, is that every one of us have treasure. We have a treasure. We have treasure to bring to God. We can do that. And, and, And my wife says, it's almost like you're bringing a Christmas message. And because I shared some thoughts with her on this message. And I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. It says this. And when they had come into the house, talking about the wise men after the birth of Jesus. When they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened, notice this, when they had opened their treasures, they presented their gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I looked that up, and I thought, okay, our potential. Our potential is being open and opening our treasure. Do you know that them opening up their treasure to Jesus helped in his deliverance? It helped to fund his escape and making sure that he wasn't uh, uh, killed and and it, it helped fund, in, in a sense, the ministry of Jesus. And uh, if, you, if you look up uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, uh, it, they, they were expensive. It wasn't, it wasn't cheap, cheap gifts. And I'm here to tell you, you're not cheap. You're not cheap. He gave his everything for you. And anything and everything that you have to offer to him is treasure. You might think, well, I, I, who am I? Oh, you you are everything. He gave His everything for you. He shed His blood for you. And, and, and so we need to understand how valuable we are. And so as I looked up these three uh, things that were brought to Jesus as they opened up His treasures, there were three things. It started out with gold. And I, I looked up gold and I, I did some research and and gold was always associated with kings in the, in the kingdom. As a matter of fact, the kingdom of God, the Bible says that heaven is, the, the streets are paved with gold. Yeah. And, and so it's always associated with kings. And then I, I remember the scripture that says that you and I, as believers, are kings and priests. And so we have the ability to bring treasures into the kingdom, to be able to fund the kingdom. Now, this is where it might be a, a little bit uncomfortable with, with some because some people have still yet to be open to God in being used in their giving. You got quiet in here, didn't it? Hey, it, one thing that I'll never do, I'll never manipulate you. I'm going to just tell you the truth. The truth is, is that I'm not trying to get anything out of you. The truth is, is that... I don't don't want you to ever give, ever give if your heart's not in it because God doesn't want you to give if your heart's not in it. And the truth is, I believe with all my heart that Scripture teaches that when you give and you give with the right heart, it always comes back to you blessed, that it's going to profit you, it's going to bless you, it's not going to take away from you. I, I, I believe that it's seed that's sown that brings a harvest back to you. So please hear my heart in this. But the first area that I see here that if we're going to make be open to the, the king and his kingdom and be open for the master's use, then number one, we've got to give. We've got to be willing to give, open up our treasure, and give to God. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about how when I f- was first reached by, uh, by uh, s- uh, somebody, and it was a church member. And this church member hounded me, hounded me. Come to church, come to church, come to church, come to church. And it was like, man, and you know, my, I, I, I was thinking about this and how my life was so much like the guy that was on the side of the road, half dead, that had been, had been beaten up by robbers and thieves and uh the good samaritan thank god came along there was a priest and a levite that passed him up but thank god there was a good samaritan that came along and guess what that good samaritan did he opened up his pocketbook and he was able to be able to help restore this guy Amen. through his giving and i thought you know what that happened to me that happened to me i was on the side of the road half dead my marriage was it, it was it was uh it was about to end, it finally did. It did end. I got radically born again, but she didn't want to continue on, and rightly so. I was a I was a good heathen, I was a good sinner. I mean, I I did. I I was a good sinner. I drank. I was you know doing drugs. I I just you know I I I had a nasty mouth and you know and so I didn't know any better. I had brought up fighting and. I was brought up fighting, and, and that's just how I was. And, and, and you've heard me say it if you've been around here. In my house, it was either wars or rumors of wars. <laughs> but there was no in between. There was no peace in our home. It was always fighting, always, always something going on. A lot of drama. Yeah. Matter of fact, we probably could have earned some good money yeah. if we had some <laughs> if somebody come and filmed filmed our home. Seriously. Amen. And so. Uh, Boy, I tell you, we could have had some good shots if iPhones were around back then. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was, I, was, I was hurting. I was hurting. I was an alcoholic. I was hurting. But this guy, he just kept on. And he invited me back when they had church all the time. They had church Sunday morning, ch- church Sunday night, church Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night prayer. We had Monday, t- Monday through Friday uh, early morning prayer at 5 o'clock. And uh, we had small groups. I mean, we were in church all the time. And so he invited me. Uh, he kept calling me, and he invited me a Sunday morning, didn't come. He called me. I was out on the golf course drinking, had already put down a couple of cases of beer, and I was out there drinking. Seriously, I drank that much. I drank a lot. And, uh, and he called me, and, and, and I, said, I said, sure. And so I went to that Sunday evening service, and I got born again. Yeah. And I thought back, because that was when my life I mean, it changed, radically changed. I thought it was because somebody gave. Not just one, but many people took responsibility for my life. And guys, I'm here to say, we are responsible for those that don't know Jesus Christ. And we need to to see that our giving is much bigger than just turning on the lights in this church. It's much bigger than than doing some things that we do around here. We get to reach lost people, people that don't know Jesus Christ. We get to be a part of that. And not only do we do that in this house, but we also do it through supporting through missions across this globe. We get to do that together. And so when they opened their treasures and it provided for Jesus, I'm telling you a great impact happened. Something great happened. The same happens here when we do that. The second thing that was offered was frankincense. Frankincense, uh, as I looked that up, it, 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 was, uh, it was an oil that was used for, for an um, um, a, uh, incense. And, and it's tied to the priest. The priest would do that when they offered up prayers and then I read in Revelation that our prayers are like incense under the Lord. And the second thing that we need to do if we're going to be prepared, if we're going to be open for the Master's use, we've got to be willing to pray, guys. We've got to be willing to pray. And I, I know that we hear that. I know that we say it a lot. We say it often. But are we really pressing in into prayer? Are we really praying? Are we really praying for the church? Are we really praying for the lost? Are we really praying for those that that don't know Christ? I have a huge list of people that I pray for, huge list, and among them that I pray for every day is definitely of the lost across this globe. God, that you would reach the lost, and I. There's a number of things that I pray, but I am pressing into prayer. I see it as my responsibility. I am open. For God to use me, I heard one pastor say it that if if we took the I out of our prayers, we would have no prayer uh, prayer life at all. I want this. I want that, Lord. If we took all that out, and God, we need to be open to you being used by Him in prayer. And, and I, you know, one of the things that we do as a church, we're praying. Church. I'm a praying person. I'm a praying pastor. And so your pastor's a praying guy every day, never fail. One of the things that I believe with all my heart, that if I miss an appointment with God, that it always leads to disappointment. And so I have an appointment with God every day. And so I pray, and I'm constantly seeking God every day, every day, every day. And the reason is, is because I believe, once again, that my life was impacted because somebody, they... Submitted themselves to God, to be open to God, to be used by God to pray. You're the body of Christ. Pray for people. When there's a need, bring God onto the scene. Hey, can I pray for you? And and, and so twice a year, one of the things that we do is we have what we call 21 days of prayer. And uh, in January and in August. And in August, we're going to be doing that again. And uh, one of the challenges that I give is that you take at least, at least 21-second prayer of each day praying for somebody. When you find a need, pray for them. Say, hey, can I pray for you? And, and just pray a 21-second prayer for them. It doesn't take long. God can do more in, in a second than we can do in a lifetime. And my life was changed. Even though I had gotten saved. I got saved on a Sunday. And five days later, I was still drinking alcohol. I was still uh, very, very addicted to alcohol, very addicted. And uh, and my brother and his pastor had been fasting for me and praying for me that day, that week. And uh, they came to my house. They lived a couple hours away, and they came to my house and said, God wants to set you free, wants to deliver you. And, and without going into all the story, for another day I'll give it. But that night, I got delivered because somebody was open to be used by God in prayer. What makes them more special than you? No, nothing. God will use you as well as he'll use me. He'll, all he's looking for is somebody that's open to be used by him to pray for others. Guys, I want to motivate us. I want to mobilize us to be out in our, com- in our community praying for people all the time. When you see a need, you pray for them. Hey, can I pray for you? Can I, can I pray? And I, I just believe in miracles. I always say this at the end of our services. We believe that when people of faith pray for people in faith, miracles happen. We believe in a miracle-working God. We believe that miracles have not stopped. That God is still a miracle-working God. He still heals people. He still delivers people. He can still raise the dead. He can still open blind eyes. He can still open deaf ears. He can still do these things in our day and age. Amen? The last thing that was brought to Jesus that they opened out of their treasures was myrrh. Now, myrrh was always associated, for the most part, it was used for a variety of different things, but for the most part, it was associated with death and with sickness. In that, it was used for embalming. Myrrh, it was a good-smelling uh, uh, fragrance, but it was used for embalming. It was also used for anointing, anointing oil uh, for those that are in, uh, hurt or are sick. And I remembered Acts chapter 10, verse 38, where it says Jesus, how he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And then I got to thinking, well, you know, if Jesus did that, we're supposed to do that because the Bible says what he did, we ought to do. And what he did, uh, we ought to be doing it. Why? Because we're the body of Christ. And when he ascended to heaven, he delegated his his ministry here on this earth. Who did he delegate it to? To you and I, his body. So we have an anointing to serve, which is the third point. We have an anointing to serve. We ought to be using our lives to serve people. Using our lives to serve people, caring for people. And another thing about serving people, Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. He was one of the most humble people that we'll ever even read about, ever know. He was humble. He humbled himself and and became a servant, and he served us with his own life, and he died. Why? So that we could be alive, so that we could have relationship with him, so that we can make a difference, a life-giving difference in and through our lives. Today, here's my question for all of us. Are we open to give? Are we open to pray? Are we open to serve? And if not, why not? What's preventing us? What's keeping us? Because God will use you. He's looking to use you. He wants to use you. As a matter of fact, I believe our church, one of the things about our church, I, I'm, I love our church. I love its heart. I love its culture. I love its people. But I'm here to tell you, God wants to grow our church. He wants to impact a city like it's never been impacted before. Not, not to compete with other churches, but to complement what the other churches are doing. Amen. Amen? I pray for other churches every day in our city. But he wants us to be, I believe, he wants us to be a trendsetter. He wants us to uh, be an example to the other believers because that's what Scripture teaches. And so today... What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Would you bow your heads and let's pray and let's just go to Him?